Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Stadium Experience with your host, Jake Ellen. The show we talk about the latest and greatest happenings in the world of sports right here on 90.7 WXIN. I'm alone right now, but at around 4.45, it's going to be the time for the very first time in a long time to do your Job with Job Gudrid, possibly still of Real Sports 101 of the AmeriCorps. That's what he's doing, so we'll find out what's been up with him and talk some Red Sox. But in the meanwhile, we have a few other things to get to. Things are getting a little, little, little less lean as we approach training camp. And first off, we've got to touch some Patriot stuff, some Edelman news, some Brady news, kind of a general reintroduction to the Patriots roster and for myself. And also, we have some other football stuff. Odell Beckham Jr. saying some words, stuff, yada, yada, yada. Team USA basketball <laughs> continues to disintegrate right before our very eyes. But... It may be to the benefit of your Boston Celtics. We'll, we'll hop in on that, see what kind of assess the situation there. And if you want to chime in on any of these topics, do not be afraid to call in at 401-456-8787. Once again, the phone number to get on the show is 401-456-8787. And with all that out of the way, you are listening to the Stadium Experience with Jake Elmsley on 90.7 WXIN. And I think it's about time that we dive in here. And... So, yes, I'm alone. E-Love is somewhere or another. He's going to be with me here today, but alas, he's not. But the show must go on. I must continue my labors to takery and to entertainment and to really performing my duty to the good people of the world. Really, since we are listening to us anywhere on the official Stadium Experience SoundCloud page or like me on the official Stadium Experience Facebook page. Get my opinions on everything. Now that we're done plugging, there is pretty something that could be nothing. Could be something. One of those. It's another kind of little bit of Patriots kerfuffle. Patriots scuttlebutt. And that being the contract situation of Tom Brady. Now. Tom Brady for the second year in a row is seemingly the Patriots or Tom Brady or whatever. The contract situation, which for years was very quick, very auto well, not even quick, but seemingly seamless. Every year or two, they come back, meet, meet in the mind, yada, yada, yada. Brady would take some contract. Obviously, it's always been far below market rate, far below what he himself is worth or what he could potentially get if he got paid, you know, like the other top quarterbacks in the game, you know, guys like Matt Ryan, <laughs> guys like Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, with the real heavyweight quarterbacks making the NFL, but Brady, obviously, I mean, everybody knows he always play, pay, he's always made far less than he deserves or what he would make, yada, 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 we all wash his balls over, it's great, everybody loves it, everybody loves it, everybody loves Tom, selfless guy, yada, 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 but the last two years, the situation has not been as seamless and of course it's fed into the you know the rumor mill the this mill you know the look you know people asking what's going on with the patriots oh yeah you know and last year we had the same sort of issue 
with Brady, with Gronk, and Brady didn't sign his extent, and he seemingly he was holding out, or he wasn't holding out, but he was, because he was still under contract, but he was asking for more money on the next contract, or some kind of a pay bump, which, I mean, <laughs> the, guy, the guy clearly deserves, but it was a departure from the way things had happened. And the situation ended up resolving itself after guys like us, and I'm looking at an article now, it resolved itself in mid-ish, early March, first week or so of March, first week or so of August, I don't know why I said March, but the situation resolved itself, and Brady didn't really get anything in the new contract. He had incent- He had about $5 million of incentives added to his contract, which were very, very big incentives. I mean, they were, I think it was like top three in every passing category, or you know, top three and no, oh, here it is. Top five in QB rating, top five in completion percentage, top five in yards per attempt, top five in TD passes, top five in passing yards, each one being worth about a million dollars. And well, this season, for a variety of reasons, he didn't meet meet any of those. And at the time I'm signing the contract, I didn't think he really would. I just thought that, you know, if he does, it will I was these these incentives are far from locks. And he had completed every one of them the year before. But even then, I, I don't, they would, no, there was a massive exodus of receiver talent. Brady obviously being a year older. It, it, didn't, it felt like they could have either given him more makeable incentives or just given him more money. But seemingly the Patriots played hardball with him. Brady wasn't really, didn't really argue enough because it just, it didn't seem like he really got what he was asking for. But nevertheless, we moved on, and honestly, I forgot about it until today when around 1 o'clock, it would be 12.42 p.m., so I'm late to this one. I'm real late to this one. Tom Curran of NBC Sports Boston published an article entitled Patriots are Overcomplicating Tom Brady's Contract, and the article basically... goes into and explains the evolution of the contract situation this offseason excuse me this offseason with Tom Brady. Now Brady is under contract for this coming season. Obviously. I mean <laughs> yeah, people would notice that. You know, even even the lay fan would be, "Hey, why is Tom Brady still a free agent?" Like Tom, Tom Brady's not a free agent at the moment. That's not that's not a problem. But as of now, Tom Brady does not Tom Brady, however, does not have a contract next season. So at the moment, Tom Brady is in a, in a lame duck contract year. Would be entering, if the season was to start right now, he'd be in a free agent year. Which, as far as I can remember, for the longest time, Brady has not entered a season with no years left on his deal. Seemingly, he doesn't like doing that. The team doesn't like that kind of mystery and they just take it out and every year he seemingly played on at least two-year deals okay, as long as I can remember so you would think that that just means that you know another August extension is coming as it has in the past but this article by Tom Curran seems to say that seems to and Tom Curran seems to think that that's not nearly as much of a lock as you may think. There's a perceived inevitability that Brady will get a new deal 
before the start of the season. My understanding is that timetable is no sure thing and that until substantial progress is made, no outcome should be ruled out. Where's the deal with, that, with the deal? The two sides are talking. That's progress. That wasn't happening prior to the Super Bowl. And he says, so once again, he's saying that the Patriots and Tom Brady were not talking prior to the Sur Super Bowl. They were not talking about an extension. They weren't talking about an extension in March after Super Bowl. They weren't talking about an extension in May. And apparently they weren't. They and Brady were not discussing one during the minicamp in June. So seemingly the discussion hasn't been there at all, which I don't necessarily know if that's a departure from years past, but he's at least framing it like it is, and Tom Curran's a guy in the know. So I, I'll go out on a limb and assume as much. He then goes on and says, I haven't gotten the impression it's a Cold War, but it's not terribly, terribly, terribly polite either. Which is status quo when Brady and his agent Don Yee pull up the table and try to determine a fair wage. Saying that once again, like this is this is a departure from the norm. Usually, I don't know, I guess the discussions are more robust or gentlemanly or polite or businesslike or amicable. There's a salary cap to deal with, and there's Brady's age to consider. And there's a sense. The Patriots aren't sure exactly how to proceed and want to wait. Now, does that, is he trying to say there that the Patriots are interested in, they don't necessarily want to commit to Brady for another year until they see something? Do they not know what his value will be going into his, 40 sec his year 42 season, which he's doing, let alone his year 43 season? So what is the, you know, what do they see there? How do they view that? And then he goes on. He talks a little bit about Belichick and Belichick's dad, yada, yada, yada. And goes on to say, as I was talking about before I started reading the article to you, the five $1 million incentives Brady was offered last year, of which he hit none. Just like what reminded me that this even happened. Didn't really sow seeds of gratitude. Nor did the team's efforts to replace him with Garoppolo, yada, yada, yada. I mean, Garoppolo happened at all. That happened, and Brady got, and he beat him out, and that kind of ended that whole saga. But so we, got, so we got ourselves a layered situation. And that's why Jonathan Kraft's answer of, let's see what happens when training camp starts, from Super Bowl week is proving to be less optimistic. And then he no notes that NFL media's Tom Pelissero reported that there was no new deal on the horizon. And Tom Curran says that that report is accurate. He confirms that report. So, what it seems like the situation is here is that the Patriots and Brady obviously are not proceeding as smoothly as they have in the past. when it comes to contract negotiations and as they seemingly hit snags last, last offseason, but soon after this time, about two weeks removed from where we are now, around a little bit after camp open, they were able to smooth it over and give him his raise. But that, and that, now that was a different situation. That wasn't so much. But see, that was a different situation. That wasn't Brady asking for more money on his 
already existing years on the deal. This is a matter of Brady and the Patriots not even quibbling, but not proceeding on trying to figure out a solution for adding more years to his contract, keeping Brady here past this season. And like I said, that is kind of new ground. And I don't know if the dynamic between Brady and Belichick and the Patriots has continued to change from what it was last year, where once again, he did ask for more money, which was a departure from kind of their usual relationship, the usual way that the two sides or the three sides, even if you want to consider Belichick his own entity onto himself, the three sides conduct business with one another. What is there some kind of tension here? Is there a de-icing that has to be done to kind of rectify things between all these entities? Elov walks in. There you are. I got your text. Sorry, I told I text Sam to let you in. Was did she let you in or was that? Yeah, she did. Okay, cool. So I'm just talking to you right now. I'm talking about a new article that came out from Tom Curran mm -hmm. uh, about, I don't know, today. Actually, it came out today, a few hours ago. Just about talking about how Brady currently does not have, this is the last year on Brady's current contract. Mm -hmm. And how, you know, he's, he's usually goes on these one, two-year deals. But he always, has, he always has the extra year, at least as far as we can remember. And usually the contract situation between him and the Patriots, extending him, giving him more money, giving him more, well, not giving him more money, but giving him more years is always kind of very quick, amicable, something you can kind of bank on is going to happen. Right. But that this year, seemingly, according to Tom Kern, according to this article, there have not been any discussions between Brady and the Patriots about adding years to his deal and that at least according to Tom Peresso of NFL.com and Tom Curran validated this report saying that really like it seems like like those talks aren't really oncoming anytime soon and just yeah what is there to make of this because obviously I mean this could end up being something that you know mid-August they sign a new deal and we're, and we're not talking about it at all but at least and we just completely forget about this but at least for the moment like this is different like it feels mm -hmm. like like the relationship is different than it's been in the past and what does that mean one thing I can say is that his age has come into into question. Yes, no, and that says that the Patriots don't. It even says early in this article that yeah. the pa there's a sense that the Patriots aren't exactly sure how to pr proceed, proceed and want to wait. Right, exactly. So is it a matter of you know the Patriots? Do they just want to see Brady in camp? Right. Do they want to see Brady in the regular season? Before mm -hmm. they make a decision, I mean, mm -hmm. not even saying they want to see the whole season, but do the, do the Patriots just want to see Brady play a month of the regular season? And if it's still rough like it is, la like it was, la I mean, the start of the season was rough for the whole team, including Brady. Yeah, but we all we always expect that. We always expect the New England Patriots and Brady to be a little um, rusty in the right. beginning of the season. But, but he always find a way to basically come around. But if that, but see, if they accept that, then are they? Do they then? Are they then saying we'll wait till we're halfway through the year? Okay. Before we look at extending Tom Brady, before we look at it, it's just what, you know, what is and saying that the Patriots haven't necessarily that he hasn't necessarily approached the Patriots either. Now that mm -hmm. 
That I doubt. I mean, that I believe less. I mean, that I would be less inclined to extrapolate that Brady hasn't gone and asked about the contract. The thing is, is that is that I think they're thinking about how many years they want to give this guy. Well, I mean, it would probably only be one extra. I mean, it's seemingly been like they've always just added one year, at least the last decade or so. Right. But they're not even necessarily doing that. So what what are they trying to do? And what is, you know, what is... What are they playing? I mean, do they just want, do they, are they honestly just want to see or do they? I think they just wait and see. Or they're playing they that wait and see, um, just wait and see card because you never know what you're going to get from this guy. Basically, like I said um, before, his age is coming into question. Oh, sure. He could fall off a cliff at any moment. I right. Mean, you just have to start accepting that with, the, but still, is it too much of a risk to do that though? Do they risk if they don't extend him now? Right. Or they don't extend him before the season. I mean, not even right now, but if they don't extend him before the season and Brady plays in the season in a free agent year, which, once again, as far as I can remember, he's never been in. Right. He's never been in that kind of situation. Right. Exactly. Do they risk that Brady, you know, plays like Brady again, which isn't mm -hmm. unbelievable. Right. Maybe takes a small step back, but overall still one of the, you know, still himself. Yeah. Then they get to the end of the year and... Like I said, it's, now he's a free agent. It's, a, it's a wait and see. I mean, they, they, they can just basically like, okay, we're going to go into this season. We're going to watch how he plays this season, and sure. then we'll basically call up his agent, and we, we'll have a sit down. Sure, but then what if they get to that point now, Brady suddenly maybe isn't so willing to take a pay cut like he always does? Well, or what if Brady said— But he always have always taken the, the hometown discount. Sure, he always has, but it's always seemingly been a mutual thing. And say right right now it's saying that they're not really willing to engage on the contract. They haven't talked at all. They're seemingly not willing to engage on the contract. And last offseason, he did ask for more money. Of course. And they argued and went back and forth about it. He didn't show up to OTAs, which I don't think maybe might not have even been for the money, honestly. It's not for the money. And I, but he still didn't. Like, he was still, you know, he didn't. Right. He did different style. At least you could have read in that maybe that was why. Yeah. You know, if, even if he had, he probably had other reasons. But if you're him and you're trying to get a new contract, you know, you might at least hint that, oh, that might be part of why I'm not here. But the thing is, is that but why, they, would you, why would you want to not, well, why would you not entertain his, 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 um, his idea well, let of me getting finish more money? Though. And then they asked, then he asked him for money, and they gave, and basically what they ended up giving him is was they gave him, you know, like about five million in incentives, and they were crazy incentives, and he didn't hit any of them. Oh, you know, so it seemed like you know they kind of, you know, oh, they they so that's how it is now. Maybe that's my point though. Like, <laughs> kind of, if you're him, you might kind of feel like you know, yeah, I do ever, I take all these pay cuts. Mm -hmm. I've never been the highest pay. I, you know, I'm watching Matt Ryan. Yep. make I watched Jimmy Garoppolo get yeah. traded and immediately become the highest paid quarterback in the NFL for exactly. about five minutes. Yep. No, you're, and then you know, and I come and ask you guys for a little bump, and you say, "All right, we'll give you more money." If you play like an MVP again, and that's the only, you know, it's the only, we can't give you, you know, we can't throw you a bone and, you know, say if you're top 15 in some statistics, we'll give you an extra million or something. Mm -hmm. no, but, but isn't winning the Super Bowl the end all of be all? Oh, sure everything? it is. But that they make a difference one way or the other. And, you know, for a lot of these athletes, I'm not saying Brady's ever been this way because he hasn't been this way. But mm -hmm. It's not like Brady needs money. Right. But I mean, some, you know, but sometimes for, I mean, a lot of the time for athletes, you know, money equals respect indeed from the organization and even mm -hmm. if he doesn't need the money you know what does that i'm not saying brady thinks that way but if i mean i'm sure it's somewhere in his head mm -hmm. like every like every single person regardless if you're in something for the money mm -hmm. if you feel like you're getting hosed on money mm -hmm. eventually you know you're gonna start be like what the hell mm -hmm. why don't you value me exactly and that's my especially you know you read all you know brady and belichick they haven't been on seemingly right. there's been some kind of conflict there all yep. the time and then 
Kraft what? came out and said that Brady does not get traded. Brady will be here. And until then I what? And you what? guys can't come out. And <laughs> I'm, you know, it's not, I'm not asking for top dollar. Exactly. I'm not asking for you to give me, you know, that that sweet, sweet Matt Ryan money, mm-hmm. that Matt Stafford money. <laughs> but you can't just give me a you know, a little bump. Yep. You can't. You can't just give it to me. Mm-mm. You guys rake me through the coals and mm. give me. Incentives, incentives that you're not gonna meet, like so. some old, like some old <laughs> fart, <laughs> right? But if you're him and that's how you see it, mm-hmm. and then they let it, and see he's still seemingly willing to engage with them, mm-hmm. and you're him, and after that maybe that's in his head, and now he's here, he's still seemingly maybe wants to put a pat here. He seems will, he still seems like he wants to negotiate a new deal, even with all that having happened, mm-hmm. and then. They won't even engage with you. I, I, I think I think that that's not Bob Kraft's mo at all. But that's my point. But seemingly, it's not his. And once MO again, man. I'm not saying it's gonna happen. But then say you're him, and then you have all that in your head, and then you get into the regular season, mm-hmm. and they haven't extended you, and now suddenly you're in a lame duck year for the first time in your career. Because usually in past they always had. They, they, there's they always, always that extra year, right? And that's my. And then you get to that last year. You get to this year, and you're him, and you get to the end. And then they don't extend you. Maybe you don't return their calls for the rest of the year. Yeah. You said, you know, maybe if you're him, you're just like, ah, you know what? Screw you. You can come calling at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, I don't know, maybe then suddenly he's not so willing to take less than market value. It's it's kind of funny how Maybe things... Brady makes you franchise him. Yeah. Oh, oh that would, oh, my goodness. And you're paying him $33 million. Yeah. I mean, that would really scare the, um, the fans out here. I mean, you're franchising this guy. You could have signed him. What what are you waiting for? Well, I'm just saying, like that's kind of the game. That I mean, I understand the Patriots being hesitant to. Sign. I mean, I get it. like I do like fully. You know, you're saying we don't know if we don't know what it'll look like at 42. Mm-hmm. We don't know if we want to invest in you at 43. Mm-hmm. But also, a. I just explain like that's the game you're playing mm-hmm. with Brady potentially. I mean, not trying to say I know what he's thinking, but I'm extrapolating, mm-hmm. and then. Even if Brady takes a little dip. Now, once again, he could fall off the cliff because a lot of the time when these guys, like, they stop being good, mm-hmm. they stop being good. good like, it all right. happens at once. Yeah, definitely. But if he does just take a little dip like he did last year, even mm-hmm. if he's not, even if he kind of does kind of squarely f- fall back to being more of a top 10 guy than a top five guy, like, mm-hmm. he kind of was starting to look like last year. Mm-hmm. Even then, what are you going to get that's better or what are you going to get that's as good for the amount of money that you probably could sign him for True. right now? Yeah. I know. Unless it's Brady, you know, you're not getting a top 10 QB for $20 million a year, $25 million a year. Mm-mm. You're just not getting that anymore. Mm-mm. Nope. And if you're the Patriot, and even, and let me tell you something. If you, if you, you can't just go get one of those guys anyway, even if you're willing to pay anything. Because those guys aren't just falling off of trees, no, by the way. Not. And you're the Patriots, mm-hmm. and what else do you have? You trade away the only asset that you had. Well, right, you don't have. And you don't have it. Another quarterback. Right. You don't have, you know, diminished Brady is still going to be better than Hoyer, yeah. Jarrett Stidman. Yep. Who I like, by the way, but in year two, Jarrett Stidman, mm-hmm. I like as a developmental prospect, but not to get that past my point. Like, it's just, it, feel, it feels like the Patriots are risking way too much over, oh, no, maybe we give him another year and he's not as good as we hoped. Mm-hmm. You know, it just feels like, you know, even, I don't know, we, it, I don't know, like, like, shy of Brady becoming Manning in his last year, which, I mean, Ooh. 
could happen. Ooh. But anything, oh, man. you know, but anything shy of that kind of decline uh-huh. feels like he's still your best bet for next season by a mi- not this coming season, but 2020. Yeah, by a mile. By a mile. He's exactly. still your best bet for 2020. Yep. Because what else? What else is coming through those doors? Nobody. <laughs> That's my point. Nothing. Like, you want to go lust after Andy Dalton? Like, <laughs> well, at least Andy Dalton is consistent yeah. in certain ways. But it's just that's that's what you're getting there. Like, that's yeah. you know that's kind of the chance that. Yep. And I just like I understand the wariness, but it's just the other side, like the risk reward. I don't. Well, I can see Belichick's going. I told you so. <laughs> Belichick's sitting there going. Uh, you see, you but so. that's not it, though. You see, no, I don't. That's not. This is. But not why it. would they be so hesitant to basically call up his agent and basically well, that's hash my point. out a deal? I don't know. That unless, doesn't make any unless sense. Unless Belichick's still just salty about Garoppolo and is just like, <laughs> yeah. you know what? I'm just gonna just gonna take my time, time. Bob. Yup. Oh, we'll go in and we'll, uh, Bob. We'll just see how it happens. We'll or just, Bob will just basically go to uh, go to Belichick and yeah. say, "Yo, let's do this now." <laughs> no, yeah, maybe he probably maybe. It's, you know, maybe Bob feels like he can't be making demands right now. Maybe <laughs> yeah, he's, still, he's got his own problems. He's just like, ah, you know what? Like, I don't need, you know, it in the press that I told Belichick yep. to do something. Because yep. it'll probably get out there. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. not like Belichick doesn't leak stuff to the press. Like, oh, yeah. Exactly. Like, you know, when it makes him look bad. <laughs> you know, that gets out there like, oh, Bob, you were out there telling him what to do? Yep. Oh, who oh, are yeah. you, Jerry Jones? Now, like, he doesn't need that. Mm-hmm. So I just I don't I don't. It's kind of strange. I understand though. why they would be hesitant, but I think it's stupid to make this decision based. And I'm like, maybe would you, maybe you know maybe Tom Curran's just just hitting the panic button too soon. But I mean, I maybe believe he's just him. Throwing that thing out there. I mean, he's a tr- trustworthy guy though. He's not you know he's not some. Yeah. I mean, I believe that his information's good. Uh huh. But I mean, maybe this just happens in late August and and we're fine. Anybody else follow up on that in any way? I mean, this article literally literally came out today. Oh, it just came out today. Yeah, oh, it came okay. out today. So it's you know. So I, I don't know. Maybe you know. Maybe it happens. You know. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. But I don't, I, I don't. Maybe Brady's his source. Like I don't know. Like maybe the Brady Probably. people are telling him this yep. to push this forward. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Right. But. Hmm. No, I mean that's just you know it's kind of, it feels like the Patriots are playing, very dangerous game here for. I didn't know that his last contract was loaded with all kinds of incentives. Well, it wasn't, but then he got them to add it because he wanted a bump. Okay. So they added the extra $5 million in incentives after it was kind of a little drawn-out thing. Uh-huh. Did he meet any of those no, incentives? No, he didn't. That's the point. They added $5 million of incentives, and they were basically every one was, you know, five, was like $1 million for being top five in, like, each passing category. Okay. Which he had done the last year when he was MVP. Right. But then most of the receivers left. Mm, yep. And they seemed like they wanted to run the ball more. And they're like, oh, yeah, no, Brady, if you just perform the same way you did last year with, like, half the supporting cast. Oh, we'll give you the money, Tom. <laughs> oh, you wanted this. Here, we'll give Oh, you want more money here. Let me let me reach into my pockets <laughs> here. Like, that was how it felt. Like, it yep. felt like they just hosed the guy for no reason. <laughs> Other than, you know, I mean, oh, he signed the contract. Yep. Why should you ask for more money? It's, you know, some hardos will tell you. But still, like, wow. you know, it feels like they're beyond that with this guy. Mm-hmm. Like, this guy's your pillar of your organization at this point. Like, True. So it's just, yeah, so they hosed him. And at the time, I was like, why are you doing that? Yeah. I was like, what do you, why are you, why are you, poke? you have a good thing. Yeah. You have a great thing going with Brady. Mm-hmm. He likes it. You like it. Like. I don't know. Bob Kraft probably gives him money to keep his business mm-hmm. on the Gillette Stadium property, or he probably like 
Yeah, he probably launders in money through his TB12 business, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> but it's not in the cap, so it's fine. So it doesn't right. affect the team. Exactly. It's just money, but mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, I don't. It's not even like he's asking. It's not even like this time he's asking for more money this year. Seemingly, they want to give him the extra year. Mm. And like I said, though, like, you know, the longer they make it wait, mm-hmm. maybe Brady asked, you know, maybe at a certain point, Brady's like, okay, well, the franchise tag number is 32, so we'll start at that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or else, out. Yeah. I'll walk. And, yeah. I mean, I don't think Brady wants that. No. I know he doesn't, he doesn't want he that. He wants I know to he, finish his career here. I, don't know. I know he doesn't want I mean, I know he wouldn't want that. I know the Patriots probably don't want that. No, they don't At either. this point, they definitely don't. They have nothing better. Right. They have no other options. Exactly. So I I don't you know I don't know, just feels like this is this is a weird thing to yeah. kind of have, get in the way this this far you know this at this point in the, <laughs> in it you know it's this point in the year this point in the in the dynasty and everybody's careers mm-hmm. like this is just you know or maybe he gets to the end of the year and you know maybe he you know maybe one of two things happens this season they don't sign him you know maybe a he's Brady so he's just a total psycho about it and he just get it just enlarges the chip on his shoulder that should not exist mm-hmm. at all at this point and he just plays like an animal mm-hmm. this season yep. maybe that happens i mean that that's the best case i feel at this oh, point of course he yeah. just plays like a man on a mission yep all season and everything i said about how he took a dip last year turns out to be crap mm-hmm. which man i think would be kind of hard for him to do that with you know no weapons but nevertheless he just does and it's like oh my god like philip dorsett had like 1200 yards this year <laughs> what the hell happened <laughs> and he just goes on he just goes off mm-hmm. Or, you know, like I said, first time he hasn't had a year waiting for him on his contract during mm-hmm. the season. Maybe he just keeps thinking about it. And I yeah. don't know. I mean, maybe he gets to the end of the year and he's like, it just maybe halfway through the year, he just convinces himself, like, it's kind of nice. Yeah. I don't want there to be a next year, mm-hmm. which I don't think would happen, but I don't know. Yeah. Like I said, he'll be in a different headspace all season than he's ever been. Maybe, maybe it doesn't become about fighting for the contract. Maybe he becomes kind of comfortable with the fact that he doesn't have to come next year. Maybe you get to the end of the year and Brady's like, you know what? I'm done. <laughs> oh, wow. There's not another year I need to worry about. Like, hey, maybe nope. I'm done. Nah, nope, nope. Maybe we just, maybe we just call it quits. Yep, exactly. So I don't, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, it's not, it's just, it feels like there's just, there are so many more bad scenarios that involve, that I, that I, and then on the other side, the bad scenario from re-signing him is, oh no, he isn't what you thought he'd be. Mm. You have one bad year like you still have brady but he's not as good and you're still not paying him market rate for mm-hmm. good starting qb so i mean yep. you're still probably getting a deal for whatever you're getting out of him mm-hmm. so yeah there's really no downside yep. other than literally like his body falls apart <laughs> and then even then like you weren't gonna have anybody better anyway so yep i don't know like i so that's it i mean other than that, i mean you so other than that, I think we'll take a quick break here, E-Love. Yes. When we come back, it'll be time for the first time in a long time to do your job with Joe Gudrid of RealSports101.com and the AmeriCorps. Okay. We'll be talking... <laughs> we'll be talking Red Sox, trade deadline approaching. Red Sox game mm-hmm. last night. Good game last night. Mm-hmm. Bad series against the Orioles. Mm-hmm. Lots to talk about with the Red Sox. We'll check in on the baseball world. Yes. And we'll see you all in just a moment. You'll listen to the stadium experience. With Jake Elmsley on 90.7 WXIN, and we will see you in just a flash. I'm in almost every school bus and classroom. I go to school with your children. We say the Pledge of Allegiance together. You've seen me around the neighborhood, and you've told me I'm a pretty good kid. Well, 
I'm one out of every four children in America, and I'm struggling with hunger. This problem is closer than you think. My teacher tells me we could grow up and be whatever we want. I want to grow up and be someone who doesn't go to bed hungry. There's enough food in this country to feed everyone. Please visit feedingamerica.org today and find your local food bank for ways to help. Every dollar you donate helps provide seven meals for kids like me, quietly struggling with hunger. Together, we're Feeding America. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Hey parents, finding it hard to communicate with kids in today's world of ever-changing slang? Hi son. Excuse me? Introducing the Communicizer. Just strap non-toxic Communicizer to your mouth and go from boring old man speak. Oh, you know, I'm here if you want to talk. To 100% off the chain. Text me whenever, yo. It's that easy. Thanks to Communicizer, I'm relevant to my kids again. I mean, a fly, boo. And now when you buy Communicizer, you get the auto-tune attachment free. Sounds so hip-hop, your kids will want to talk to you for hours. I used to have to walk three miles uphill to school every morning, short day. I love you, Dad. I love you too, son. Communicizer is not available in stores because it doesn't exist. But that's okay. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Because kids in foster care don't need perfection. They need you. For more information on how you can adopt, go to adoptuskids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Adopt Us Kids and the Ad Council. Plant a tree for your tomorrow. The wood from which tree clad America's Revolutionary War sailing ship, Old Ironsides. A tree that can live well over 100 years. Go to the Arbaday Foundation website, arbaday.org, to answer your questions about trees. Taste the breeze, it's life inside you. Make a promise to the earth. Live oak wood clad old ironsides, which British warships could never sink. And once planted, sturdy live oaks can live for well over a century. Go to arbaday.org for whatever you need to know about trees. See which oaks or other trees from America's abundant choices are right for planting where you live. See how to plant trees to help clear the air and protect the land. That website again is arbaday.org. Plant a tree today for all the world to share. It's not the size that matters, it's the pleasure it provides. WXIN-FM. WXIN Stadium Experience. Jake Elmsley. Elo here alongside me. We've been talking Patriots up to this point. And now, for the very first time in quite a long time, 
It's now time to do your job with Joe Gudrid of RealSports101.com and the AmeriCorps, apparently. No, the Peace Corps. And how you doing, Job? Well, I'm doing fantastic, Jake. How you doing? Good. Elo, how are things? Doing well, doing well. How's everything been? What have you been up to? Well, uh, I've been trying to make sense of uh, this Red Sox season. Yes, as we all have. Oh, uh, it's, it's, been a, it's been a tough one. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I've just been I've been listening to you guys the show. Mm. It hasn't been um, the suck kind of tough either. It's been the frustrating, emotionally draining, convoluted to figure out kind of tough. <laughs> exactly. I mean, the talent is there; they're just not performing. So, right, that's, that's where I stand on it in, in basics. Yeah, I think that's basically. I mean, I imagine that's where everybody stands. It's just more. I think we might may all differ in our approach to that talent. That's kind of what I wanted to talk about with you today. And the Red Sox obviously are entering, I mean, at least to me, they're entering what is a pretty pivotal bit of the schedule here, post-All-Star break here in the here in the middle of July, where they have, you know, obviously they have this series, they're playing right now against the Rays, then four games against the Yankees, then three more games against the Rays, then four more games against the Yankees, and like, you know, I think really by halfway through that gauntlet, we'll kind of, we will... I think at that point you'll fi- we will finally be able to assess what this team is and really what their playoff future could possibly be. And there's one thing that annoys me about the way this whole st- stretch is set up, Job. What is that? I really wish that it was all before the trade deadline. Because so I've been thinking about that too. Uh, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, we have 14 games in, in 13 days against uh, the two division rivals in front of us in the standings, uh, both quality teams. Uh, that 14 includes last night, um, which we put in the win column, thank goodness. Uh, but halfway through that, we're, we're going to hit the July 31st trade deadline, and, and there's no August waiver wire anymore either. So this is a whole whole new ball game. So- exactly, and this is kind of what I'm saying. I look at this and it's – and I mean, maybe, you know, if you just if you just want to go, oh, you lost two to three of the Orioles, screw you, blow it all up. Cool. Don't mind. That is a valid way to think. But just trying to look at it a little, little less reactionary, like a skosh less. I mean, you look at this and and you could argue that, you know, they 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 have one game left in their second series against the Rays on the third by the end of the 31st. So even if you could, you, I mean, you can assess this team kind of what they are, what if they should really, at least at the very least, they should be buyers. If this team should be pouring resources into this iteration of the team. But I think more importantly, figure out if the Red Sox should really contemplate being sellers at the deadline. And I'm not saying that they would do that. And I kind of doubt that Dave Dombrowski would even be willing Um, to do such a thing, given his track record. But yeah, like if this team, I mean, A, do you think that's irrational that you could, I mean, could you see a point when this team should actually be actively selling some pieces off? I mean, A, do you think that's rational before we go on? Uh, well, actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to answer your B and your A at once here because I, I know exactly what you're going to ask. And so do I think it's rational that they can be selling in a week's time? I, I think it's rational. Um, I don't think it'll happen. Uh, I spoke this morning um, briefly uh, on Toucher and Rich Radio on 98.5 The Sports Hub uh, with Dan Shaughnessy. Um, and Dan Shaughnessy said that under no circumstances are any of the mutterings that he's hearing that they're going to sell no matter what. 
Uh, Dave Dombrowski's in it until 2020. We know what he does to farm systems. We know he's a buyer at the deadline. That's why we brought him in in the first place uh, to make, you know, to make a team that's going to compete for a championship. And he said that no matter what happens, uh, the Red Sox are in buy mode, uh, hoping to contend for a wild card. Yeah, and I hate that. <laughs> like, I don't, I, I mean, I don't like absolutist thinking to begin with, but it's just I look at this team, and like I said, like if they really are at a point you know, even like if they, I don't know, say they drop, you know, say they lose this series to the Rays and then, I don't know, split this series to the Yankees or the other way. I mean, not the other way. It's three games. But you get it, like something like that where they lose more games than they win on this little, little kind of seven game stretch they have against these two teams. Like at that point, I'm ready to just kind of bail out on this team, which I'm or which uh, I'm, I'm, with, I'm with. I'm with you there, Jake. I think they need to take. Three out of four from the Yankees, and they need to sweep the Rays in this series. I mean, not um, even just in then, terms of, like, what helped. Not even just doing right. the math of, you know, what puts you in what stand. Not even just doing the standing math, but just, I don't know, from an eye test perspective, from just the way I feel about them. Like, if they can't do this now, like, I'm just, like, I'm done waiting for it to kind of happen, for them to sustain momentum, which they have not been able to do at all, all season. It's been good series, bad series, well, good series, bad series. Kind of starting. You, go ahead. Can you finish your point. Yeah, it's kind of starting a good stretch, not finishing that good stretch, going on a bad stretch. Like this, they can't find any modicum of consistency. And like, yeah, it's getting to the point where like I think like, and I think the trade deadline almost is useful because it does kind of give at least me that that point of thumbs up or thumbs down. Like, what are we doing here? That kind of that point to finally like make my final, not my final, but yeah, like my my assessment on what this team is. And what they should be trying to be. Well, I I couldn't agree with you more on that note. Uh, maybe Elo, you have different perspectives than I do on this, but I, I look at it and I say, out of the fourteen games, now thirteen because we won last night. Uh, we need to win ten. I agree. We need to win ten of fourteen, um, which is now nine of thirteen. Um, you know, and from an eye test perspective, the team's offense is not good in the American League. Uh, we can we can hit with the best of them, uh, you know. Last week's Orioles series, notwithstanding, but our pitching has been atrocious, and, and many people have tried to blame that on the the relief pitching uh, and the bullpen that we have. Mm-hmm. I blame it more on the starting pitching, um, which hasn't been able to really carry us at all. No, and I agree. So those bullpen arms, you know, the Matt Barnes, mm-hmm. Brandon Workman, mm-hmm. and now Nathan Evaldi, kind of one, two, three, are going to get tacked down the stretch more so than they should. Yes, now, now, Nathan, yeah, now Nathan Avaldi, closer extraordinaire, who looked oh, phenomenal. Oh, exactly. Phenomenal. Uh, don't even looked... get me started on his uh, his entire closing experience from last yeah, night. Yeah, who looked phenomenal but, last night. But um, but I do think that tonight tells us a lot. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, or even just the series. Sale. Um, well, here's the thing. Even, just, even if know, they win this, even if they sweep this series, do you have, with the way this team's been, not to interrupt you, but even if they sweep this series with the way this team's been, I have no confidence that they'll carry that into the Yankees series. Like it would be super typical of this year's Red Sox to sweep the race. Everybody start going, Oh, okay, this looks good. And then like one, three against the Yankees, just lose that momentum again. And now you're right back to where you were. Same hole. So I, I I would agree with you on that note. Um, And this is not about momentum for me. uh, Tonight's game. This is about Chris Sale. Sure, sure. Um, and what he can give you. So, call me an optimist. Um, 
or maybe even a pessimist because I'm not looking at the Red Sox as a title contender for the American League East. I'm looking at the Red Sox as a wild card team that's going to have to go into a one-game playoff with Chris Sale or David Price on the hill and get a win in order to move on. Um, and tonight tells you a lot about Chris Sale. It tells you a lot about the Red Sox uh, chemistry, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I think if he can go out there and give you seven innings and you win this series, it says a lot more about your team than if he has to pitch five innings, 110 pitches. I don't care how many strikeouts and we win the game, you know, seven to six. You see, uh, then I think we're, we're in cell mode. You see, I just, I don't know, like, I, I can't hinge it on the one game. Like, even if Chris Sale does have it, that doesn't affect it for me. It's like, it's a whole body of work the next weeks because obviously i am on the fr- i am obviously on the- <laughs> i'm on the bridge like somebody's got to talk me off the ledge on this team because if they can't pr- like i said even if they do do well this seven game stretch or so i'm still not gonna fully buy in like i said i wish that i i could get the totality of this 14 game kind of you know little run here a little block i guess before I finally make my assessment, but like I said, like I don't know, like if they're not doing well, like I know they won't. So maybe it's dumb to talk about. I know they won't. But man, I would like I would say that they should start moving. I'm not saying you know you move, you know Mookie Betts, who I do think you know could be in play with a different GM, even in all honesty. But you know, like they have pieces on this roster that aren't useful to them. If they are, if oh, they, who did you, ha- who did you have in well, mind? If they decide uh, that they're not, moving if they decide that they're not a championship team, which they have not proven to be, I mean, it's nobody. I mean, even just you know, uh, you know, and the problem is a lot of these guys are underperforming this year. But I mean, Rick Porcello in the last year of his deal, I imagine they won't want to sign him. And it, teams are always willing to give something for I don't know, a mid, a, a third or fourth starter, a guy who does in fair, he had a. Very bad year. He's been having a pretty down year, but a guy with playoff experience, like somebody could talk themselves into him. Somebody with, you know. Sure, and I would would be surprised if teams aren't calling about Rick Porcello coming up this week, but I would also be surprised if if the answer to that phone call is is a conversation. No, I agree. And not a, we'll talk to you in November. No, I I completely agree. Well, they can't talk to him in November. That's my point. Last. Well, they can talk about Mookie Betts in November. That's my point. You know, Rick Um, Porcello. I think that's going to be the big conversation of the offseason. Looking at other guys, even, I don't know, Jackie Bradley, who, once again, bad year, but I'm, that's it. Is there one team out there, one contending team that goes, no, we could use better defense at well in center? We I'm, I'm down on Jackie Bradley Jr. <laughs> as a career. I don't like Jackie Bradley Jr. I wish they would trade Jackie Bradley Jr. Neither do I. They won't. And it they feels won't. like they've you know, if they haven't traded him every other time they've had the high ground on trading him, you know, they they're not gonna do it. It would probably be frustrating if they did it now, because then you can look at it and be like, Oh, why didn't you trade him any of the other 15 times the stock was actually high, but nevertheless, that's a guy. And then, you know, I do have some bigger names and I think there are some bigger names you can look at moving. I think, you know, JD Martinez might be a guy you look at moving. If you think you are not a championship quality team and you don't need him because you know, you're not making the playoffs either way. He can opt out at the end of this season. Is he a guy who, if he doesn't necessarily feel like this team is, trending in the right direction if this team is kind of has already reached its peak and is now kind of falling is he a guy who would opt out and hit the markets remember the deal he signed was not nearly what he did last year i know he's having a down year this year but i mean could, could jd martinez 
be a flight risk? Would teams be in on J.D. Martinez? Well, here's, here's what's going on in my head about, about that, Jake, about what's going on. Is teams want J.D. Martinez. Teams want Mookie Betts. Both players are gone at the end of their deals. Um, J.D. Martinez is gone at the end of the season either way. As a Scott Boris client, he's not going to opt in. He's going to go get big money and be overpaid somewhere else. Well, in fairness, is the money out there? Because obviously the MLB free agency landscape has been barren the last two years. I mean, that's how you wound up being able to get J.D. Martinez when you did for what you did. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, you see, you, you're seemingly, you know, you seem to be a little more read up on this stuff than me. Like, would there be a robust market for J.D. Martinez in free agency this coming year? Sure. So I think uh, there's going to be a market for him. I think the market will be similar to what we saw for Manny Machado uh, this really? past offseason. Really? Uh, the reason I think that is I think there's a lot more teams in contention now and not just because of the second wild card spot, um, but there just seems to be a lot more teams, you know, making a push. Uh, the San Diego Padres obviously won't be in on JD after paying for Machado, but teams like the Padres, uh, like the Giants, who okay. are making a push from the mm-hmm. bot from the basement all the way for two games out of the wild card with a 16 for 20 stretch. Teams like the Diamondbacks, uh, teams that think they're on the fringe. Um, will capitalize and sign J.D. Martinez in the hopes that teams like the Dodgers, the Braves, uh, maybe even the Phillies will start to fade as some of their contracts get older mm-hmm. and, and players start to expire. Well, that's my point. Um, that if you as, think- far as, as far as trading uh, Mookie Betts or what his value is well, going not to even be. I don't even want to get to Mookie. I don't even want to talk about Mookie okay. right now. That's all, that, is, that is a that's much different. That is a much different. Yeah, that is like, you know, fa- you know, future of the, like, you know, what is the core plan for the future of the franchise? That's a much different thing than who you sh- parts you should be selling or buying on at the deadline. God, but yeah, so I mean, I think if what you're saying is correct, then I think you have to look at trading. I think J.D. Martinez needs to be one of the guys you're at least looking to move, and he'd definitely fetch you more than those other two guys I just mentioned. He'd be a more of a real asset than a part on an expiring deal that you don't really need one way or the other, really, but that's a guy who could give you something and then... You know, you have three guys who you really big chance you'll lose. Or maybe not. We probably won't lose Jackie Bradley at the end of the year, but eh, who cares? But either way, like take at least Porcello and JD. You take these pieces that you you probably won't have next year. And at least in this what's been a lost season, you can at least push those assets, push the value that they have for you down the road a little bit. Push it to next year. At least give yourself assets that I don't know you can trade next year to try and reload. I mean, it just that fe- that's a very that feels like the very easy logical thing to do if you don't think you're going anywhere this year and it doesn't necessarily stop you from contending next year because once again Well, I think I think that uh that's exactly what, you know, pundits are saying. I don't think that's what Dave no, Browski thinks. But um, because as far as he's concerned, his contract is up next year. Mm-hmm. Um you know, he's in it for now, and then he's going to go to a different franchise and ruin their party system and win a couple championships. Uh, that's what he's fantastic at, cashing in on the now. Uh, as far as value for Porcello goes, there won't be a market for Rick Porcello at the trade deadline, um, despite what many people are thinking and what the whispers are. Um, the pitching market at the trade deadline is going to be extremely strong this year. Um, Arizona is looking to deal with Zach Greinke, who's 35 years old with $80 million left on his contract. I know that sounds like, oh my goodness, we don't want to do that uh, for most teams, but he's still pitching to the tune of a 2-3-7 ERA. 
which is well on par with his career marks. He's only got two years left on his deal. Um, there's going to be Madison Bumgarner up for grabs for the Giants if they decide to be sellers and not buyers. I already so kind of. I get what you're saying, a, but I do still feel like there's always a market for you know we'll see. the middle bottom of the rotation type starter who's sure. obviously going to cost the, the you Jake, the Jake PVs and the, the Jay Haps. Uh, the J.A. Haps, things like, like that. Players who can fill a void and eat up innings. Uh, the Nathan Navaldi's, things like that. Um, I just don't see the Red Sox making a, making that move when they're so close to a wild card spot. Um, so it's really going to be a lot the next five to seven games. Let's say they could be a lot uh, further away from a wild card spot in five days. They could be, but also, unfortunately for them, or maybe fortunately, it just certainly depends on how you look at it. Uh, Oakland is getting beat up by Houston out west right now in a four-game set. Uh, Oakland being one of the teams in front of you. Um, the Twins are beating up on the Yankees uh, last night. I think it's really tough for the Red Sox to be sellers before they finish this stretch. Um, you know, if it was a, an August 6th trade deadline, I think the Red Sox are in sell-now mode. But unfortunately, I think Dabrowski is in it for himself and in it for this year mm -hmm. with a group of players who are in their core prime or on at least the first nine, you know, the first well, half of their careers. Here's, here's, he's here's, be a buyer. Here's, the, here's the last one. Here's kind of the last guy who I think would be very interesting for the Red Sox. And I think the Red Sox should, if they decided they're out, should consider as a tradable piece. And that I think that David Price if the team feels like they're not going anywhere, should be on the block for the Red Sox. And this isn't, you know, me dicking over David Price, like, ah, the Ek drama started again. Like, ah, da, da, da. like I'm pretty out on most of my criticisms of David Price because David Price proved a lot of people wrong on everything. But with that being said... Well, I don't think there's a market for David Price I disagree. contract, to be honest. I kind of disagree, though. I mean, he's pitching as well as he's ever pitched, I feel like. This season here, at least. Well, as well as he's pitched with Boston. He was a fantastic right. pitcher for Tampa Bay. Right. No, yeah. But he's uh, been, you know, he has pitching. been the best player on this staff this year. He was a guy who last offs, who last playoffs, what, you know, in, after the ALCS was a stud in the playoffs. In fairness to him, I think if there's a team that's trying to contend now, I mean, a team like the Dodgers, even, there's a team that's trying to contend now and they're willing to swallow bad money in the future. You know, I, I feel like this is probably as good as David Price is going to be for the rest of his career, but I think there are teams that would be interested in that. I do. I, I think there are. I think the only team that you, you should really look at in terms of trying to uh, acquire pitching, uh, they're going to be two teams. One is going to be Minnesota um, in the Central, who are trying sure. to hold off a late push from Cleveland, who are up three games. Um, the other is going to be Oakland, who are uh, they're holding on to the wild card spot currently. Um, but they're struggling to maintain pitching after they lost their ace to an 80-game suspension due to PED, so he's mm -hmm. not eligible for the playoffs, uh, even if he does come back. So you're looking at a stressful situation if you're Boston. Do you want to deal your way out of a wild-card spot by dealing one of these yes. players to one of these teams? Because if you do, yes. you're, you're giving up. You know, you're no, giving up. Uh, in the season, it's tactical, and I don't think the Red Sox want to do that. No, I know. I just think that you know they got to be smarter and be willing to do that. I think that David, Pro I mean, and then also in trading David Price, you're getting yourself out of the bad years of that contract. 
the inevitable bad year that Connor you thought you were gonna you knew you were gonna have when he opted into the last half or so of this deal. It just feels like that if if there is a taker, if you can get something, you can get something real, I imagine. Some kind of real prospects. If you can get those and move on from price. So I mean, actually, Jake, well, everything I've been reading and, and some people I've been talking to um, who work in Major League Baseball, okay. uh, they all say that the only way that David Price is movable, because I did ask about David Price, sure. is if they swallow his contract. Well, how much of it? I mean, uh, like you, can get pro- you can get prospects back if you swallow about 40% of the contract. Um, I'm not mind. exactly sure how much is remaining. I think it's about $65 million. Oh, it's more than that. Um, oh, you it's have, just 100, you like, have, there's over 90. I mean, not, uh, not counting uh, 100, this. $165 million total, right? So he's uh, making remaining. So you have 30, to follow about $60 million. He's making like 32. Counting this coming se- counting this season we're in, then in the next three years he's making about Oh, no, making, I, I, I misspoke, Jake. I mean, you're going to have to swallow about $60 million. I don't even mind that. Um, Honestly, I mean, you get out from – what would that be swallowing the rest of this year and then next year in summer 2021 that's all that i'm okay yeah. with that i'm i don't See, i don't I, hate that i'm not i'm not okay with that and the reason i'm not okay with that is because if you're gonna swallow that money you'd better be a contender um if you're not gonna go over the luxury tax you're not gonna swallow that money uh john henry has only ever let the red Sox be a seller once and that was in 2014 yeah and that worked out for um, them it did work out for them but Ben Sherrington was at the helm uh, before De- Dave Dombrowski came in. There were prospects coming up. Dombrowski's a buyer, not a seller. I don't think the Red Sox will sell. No, I know. I just bottom line. Uh, uh, no, I know. I know. You know what? Like in fairness, like it is baseball, and it kind of has been the way with this team that all these guys I'm criticizing now they'll have great years next year because that's just that's just the way that the way baseball works. And that's a lot of the way, that's the way a lot of these guys have. Seen. I mean, Mookie Betts especially. God, you want to talk about a guy who's every other year even i mean rick porcello probably won't be here next year but i mean rick porcello god like jackie bradley like guys who are one year great next year not i mean at least i guess they've all synced up with each other at least they're no, most definitely at least they're sucks um, at least the one thing that i have at least they're they're the like i mean at least like all their suck cycles have synced up no exactly i mean every other year we're gonna be the giants you know we'll win every other year so I yeah so no like that's that that that's what makes me hesitate from wanting to move these guys because they're stupid baseball players and they can't just be good every year they have to be good every other year for some reason so I actually think Jake you seem to think the Red Sox are going to be or, or should be sellers I think the Red Sox should be buyers and I think they should be buyers in a in a small fashion um, I, I like the way the team is constructed I wouldn't put any more funds into it. I wouldn't trade any draft picks to get anybody. Um, what I would do is, is make a move for somebody off the bench who can kind of slide into that Steve Pierce role. Well, why have you um, didn't pay Steve Pierce $6 million? Well, Steve Pierce has been on the uh, injured list, I guess they call it now, not the DL. The he's, on the, he's on the um, I'm too fat list. But since, yeah. eight, since April. Um, and unfortunately, our team has been something like number 26 in hitting against left-handed pitching. Um, which is a problem when you come up against teams like the Yankees. Yeah, no, it's just... or the Dodgers. Right. Uh, not so much against the Houston Astros, who have no left-handed starter. Um, but if you were to come up against a juggernaut like the Dodgers, it's all over. So, what is the point in you know buying somebody big 
maybe you get an extra bat, maybe you win, maybe you don't, but the Red Sox aren't willing to put on any more salary. John Henry you right. said and that, that and million is the cap. The way I look so at the it. Next, the next best thing is something small. See, and the way I look at it, though, I don't want them rolling asses into something small because something small isn't going to fix the issues that they have, and they're better off. And this team cannot really afford to even give up small assets if it's not worth it to them. Like I just, I, they can keep the team as see, it is. I, I could see, I could see some trade, a trade coming up with with someone like the Mets uh, to pick up a Todd Frazier uh, type prospect. Oh, you good. Know, oh, good. Hits two thirty eight. Good. Uh, but has great splits against lefties. We're back. We're back. Um, to, we're, we're, it's 2016. Then we're back to we're back to the Todd. Are oh, they going to trade for Todd Frazier trade? Oh, well, good. we're back to that frame. But if you remember in 2016, and he it was, worked extremely good. well. We were in the middle of a slump. We signed. Uh, we traded for Eduardo Nunez from the Giants, and he came in and absolutely matched for about three weeks. Yeah, no, I will. I will admit, Dombrowski is has seemingly been good at making these small mid-season moves and uncovering guys, the thing he sucked about has been then letting them leave. And that's... Well, I actually don't think that there's been uh, too much problem there. Uh, Is there someone specific you're thinking of? The Aguardo Nunez contract never panned out. I mean, Nathan Avaldi, at least in the short term, hasn't looked great. That contract's still a suspect. I mean, Steve Pierce... They signed Steve. They could have just let Steve Pierce ride off into the sunset. World Series MVP, great story. Then take that six million dollars and tried to roll it into some kind of bullpen arm. Some somebody maybe better equipped to be that guy to face left-handed batters instead of you know Steve Pierce, who was a great find and it worked out great for them. And then you just. Sometimes you just let it go. It's like sometimes Dave Dombrowski is like falls in love with his own little little smart moves and has to perpetuate them, and that you know that can get you into trouble. Because see, I, I couldn't agree with you more on that note. But what I see from from Dave Dombrowski in on the other side of it is, you know, he brings in Craig Kimbrell. Mm-hmm. Everyone's all very excited to see you know the flame throwing right hander in the bullpen, but they're like very nervous about trading Michael Kopech and trading. The three other prospects. Oh, sure, but that, that was also a higher-profile um, move. I'm no, not talking about that. Sure, but sure, but all his higher-profile moves, none of those prospects have panned out. I mean, were you nervous last night no. to face Jalen Beeks? No, no, I talked about no, I talked about no. That's that's what I'm talking about though. That wasn't a high pro. I'm t- I'm saying like the little moves he's made like that. He's been good about that. He's on the whole been good with his deadline acquisitions. Some of them haven't been great, but on the whole, like he's made a lot of good deadline. Ac- I'm saying his problem is then letting those guys go because they they lose that value when you're actually paying them, you know, real money to be real MLB players. Like now they lose. Like Steve Pierce is not a bargain anymore. Now Steve Pierce sure, ha- has sure. to. That's just my point. That's which is a completely different issue and isn't gonna, isn't at least going to be an issue in the short term. So we should probably cut it out here because we've probably been talking about this. Now we're going down a totally different wormhole, and that's usually when you want to cut it quit. So thanks for calling in with us, Job. All right. Thank you very much, Jake. Thanks for having me. Elo, have a good one. You too. We'll talk soon. All right. We will see you in the future. Bye, Job. All right. That was Job Gudrid of the Peace Corps. <laughs> Apparently knows people in the MLB. I wish he'd given, he given us more than that. Yep. So anyway, we're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, I want to... Get a little patriotic here, Elo. Yes. Got some USA stuff to talk about. Okay. We will chat about all that in just a moment. You are listening to the Stadium Experience with Jake Elmsley, and we'll see you on the other side.
Okay, fellas, thanks for checking out our membership meeting for the unstoppable IOTA Gamma Kappa fraternity. Candidates will be notified around this semester. Peace, peace. Have a good day. Yo, can you believe that white boy showed up? Who, Justin? Yeah. I mean, he seems pretty cool. He's doing a lot of work in the community. He gets decent grades. Oh, yeah, I played ball with him the other day. Old boy got a mean crossover. Now, see, that's what I'm talking about. White people think that just because they can rap or hoop or something, they could be one of us. Now, what would happen if one of us went across campus and tried to join one of their fraternities? <laughs> Tell you what, it'll be a cold day and you know where before I let a white boy into this frat. You feel me? Nah, Trey. I don't feel you. The first step in fighting racial prejudice is taking a stand. Imagine the power of one voice. Find your voice at freedomcenter.org. A message from the National Underground Railroad Freedom Center and the Ad Council. Today, you brushed your teeth. You skipped the floss. You combed your hair. You took the train. You did the crossword. You missed 22 across. You went to work. You had a meeting. You ate your lunch. You had another meeting. You wondered how is anyone supposed to get any work done around here with so many meetings. You left the office. You took the train. You ate your dinner. You brushed your teeth. You did all the things that one normally does the day before a brutal EF-5 tornado rips through town, leaving 30,000 people without power. You never know when the day before is the day before. Prepare for tomorrow at ready.gov today. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. For the best local pizza, look no further than Big Tony's Pizzeria at 525 Eaton Street, Providence, featuring daily specials and free delivery until 4 a.m. Get a whole pie or just a slice at the home of the gangster rap. So call in at 401-490-0000 for a slice of the local favorite, Big Tony's. Often imitated, never duplicated. Lasco Smoke Shop is Providence's premier smoke shop and vapor lounge, conveniently located at 1842 Smith Street, North Providence. Glasgow Smoke Shop, the best smoking supplies in all of our eye. You will never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. This is 90.7 WXIN.
90.7 WXIN Stadium Experience. Jake Elmsley, you live here alongside me. We were just chatting with Joe Gudrid about the Red Sox. And now we're going to transition, talk about Patriots earlier in the show, some Tom Brady stuff. Now we're going to transition away from all that. Mm. And we're going to get a little patriotic here, you love. Okay. Obviously, we're like three weeks removed from the 4th of July. Indeed. Two weeks, two weeks, I don't know. By the way, that was in the past. But yeah. still, seems we're seeing um, a mass in a time where we don't want people, co- where we seemingly there's an attitude that pe- that certain people don't want people entering this country. Don't want people entering the U.S. Yeah. It seems like we're seeing a lot, of, a lot of basketball players do not want to enter Team USA. It's a bad time right now. And have you been reading into it, George Elove? It's, no, I haven't, but it's it, it oh looks it's a bad time right now. And then, th- th- I don't think any of this has to do with the political climate. Right. I well, think, yeah. That's not what I'm saying. That's my point. But in the last, like, really couple of days, it seems like every time I go on Twitter, I scroll down and Shams is like, oh, this guy withdrew from Team USA. Oh, this guy withdrew from Team USA. You know, <laughs> it, like, almost every major star who was going to play yeah. just isn't playing. doesn't want to play doesn't anymore. doesn't want to do it. Yeah. Lillard withdrew today. Of course. You know, God, who else with it? Like, just. Well, what kind of reasons are they giving why they basically Well, I'm not seeing the reasons. I mean, like, I I would have to imagine that it might have something to do with, like, every player has new teammates. Okay. Seemingly, so you'd think that players want to work together, which, I mean, that much is smart. Yeah. Which, I mean, I I don't understand why any of these players do it, in all honesty. Uh Uh-huh. Or why any team really wants their players doing it. Especially, I'm surprised we didn't see it immediately after what happened with Paul George. Right, right. A couple years ago. Like, I'm always shocked that anybody. Yeah. Goes and does this. Well, the feels like it can only get in the way of the offseason and all that. But the thing is, is that is that um, Team USA used to be um, was what is it? Um, Amateur. Yeah. And this was all the the best players from college. Yeah. That basically Mm -hmm. played in on this team. But the United States was getting beaten. At their own game, so they basically said, "Listen, the other teams, the other countries are using their pro, um, their pro um, players. Why can't we?" Mm-hmm. And that's basically what why they in, uh, insist on having pro players play for Team USA. Right. It's just, but now we've seen in the last, yeah, literally, Damian Lillard dropped out today. Demar Derozan dropped. Bradley Beal dropped out. Tobias Zion won't even go play. How is it that Zion doesn't play in, in See, I think, I mean, I think it's smart for him. I mean, God, Of course if, it would be. I mean, God, if I'm the Pelicans, no, yeah. to not go play. Right. No, I mean, God, if I'm the Pelicans, I don't want him there. Right, I true. want him doing, doing stuff with us. Right, exactly. You know I mean? I get why all these players don't want to go do it. Because, I mean, like I said, everybody has new teammates. Yes, definitely. But, nevertheless, I mean, you want to hear the list of guys who haven't withdrawn and we're still seeming, and guys who have been added to the team. You want to hear the list, Jordan? Okay. Jordan, you love? Yeah. You have Harrison Barnes. Andre Drummond, Kevin Love, Kyle Lowry, Chris Middleton, Miles Turner, Kyle Kuzma, Brooke Lopez, Paul Millsap, P.J. Tucker, Donovan Mitchell, Thaddeus Young, Julius Randle, and of course, so, who I strategically have not named, Mm -hmm. in the last few days, we've seen four Celtics added to consideration. I don't know if Kemba was just added, but Uh four Celtics are in consideration, or at least going into camp. Right now, there are 17 players who at least haven't quit or have been added to the training camp roster, and they bring 12 with them to the World Cup. Mm-hmm. But the four who are four Celtics now, who round out 17, Kemba Walker, uh-huh. Jason Tatum. Okay. And then yesterday, Marcus Smart was added to the Team USA roster, which is 
Shows you how great they're doing. Right. That yeah. Marcus Smart is apparently among the 12 best players best in basketball right. that the U.S. can muster. <laughs> yeah. And then finally, Jalen Brown. There are no superstars on this team. We can look at the all-star. Not a single all-NBA player on the team. Right. Not Now, in terms of all-stars, you have... Was Andre Drummond an all-star? Um, I, don't think he was, I don't know who he was I last year. I don't think he was. Was Kevin Love an all-star last year? No, he wasn't. Mm-hmm. He didn't play well. no. Kyle Lowry's an all-star. Chris Middleton. Oh, uh, Kemba Walker is an all-NBA right. player. He was yeah. on the all-NBA pl- team. Right. Yeah. Oh, there you go. They got all-NBA. They're fine. But no, like now I'm reading it. Like I saw today, I woke up like Damian Lillard's out, but Thaddeus Young, Young is in. Added. <laughs> Julius Randle's been added. Like that's. Oh man! No, like that. Like that's what they're dealing with. What has happened to our patriotism? Oh, I mean, I mean, come I mean on. like if you think that's the reason, Elam, <laughs> we can talk about that. But I'm trying to take. I'm trying to say I don't think that's why. Okay. Because I think if that was why, somebody would let you know that's why. <laughs> you know, God, if that's why, like they're gonna they're gonna tell you. Yep. You know, if they're, if they're making that bed, they're gonna tell you. you oh know? my goodness. They're gonna tell you. I mean, I I I, I mean, I imagine it's just. I, I listen. I don't see why guys ever do it. It's like, like maybe the Olympics. I get because like right. you know that's the Olympics. The Olympics, that's, right? Like I can get why if you're like, hey, like I I don't care about the Fibble World Cup, right? Do you right. see this? The NBA yeah. is as wide open as ever. Like <laughs> yeah. Damian Lillard's like, we might actually have a chance this year. Mm-hmm. I can go practice the pick and roll with Hassan Whiteside exactly in the gym. Like I don't have time for this. Mm-hmm. Like oh, Tobias Harris, like we might be in it. I gotta go. Hang out with Al Horford. Like, I don't got time for this. Well, this is supposed to be for second-tier players to um to, to basically uh but you see, get on this team. I Al- mean, you, you, you're, you're superstars. You can't yeah. you can't use it on that. Come on now. But no, but here's here's my thing. What is this? Is, is, is this like a, a World Cup or something? Yeah, for, the, for basketball. Yeah, FIBA World Cup. But anyway, anyway. Okay, let's... Well, hey, yeah, one person... Going. Well, hey, what's been going around on Twitter now, which has been phenomenal. This is literally a tweet I just saw from somebody. I already exited out of it. Uh-huh. But it just said, oh, this this is all this is all a plot by Mellow, so we can bring back <laughs> Team USA Mellow, which is always the best Mellow. Yep. And then maybe he'll get NBA interest after that. Oh, You man. know, Team C, Team... Which, once again, is the best Mellow, is mm-hmm. Team USA Mellow. Mm-hmm. Maybe then they see that, and they're like, oh, Mellow, oh, he's looking good. Now, when is this competition taking place? I just had it pulled up. I believe it starts August 31st. Okay. And the camp is, I guess the final roster has to be cut down by August 17th. That's All fine. Right. Now, okay. you see, moving it away from the national perspective, Uh huh. bring it back. Like I said, there are four Celtics on this team. Right. And I do see, as much as I say I don't want to put I do see value in that. Mm-hmm. For the Celtics, you mm-hmm. see, I mean, a you get, and assuming if they all make the team, obviously, I mean, right. I imagine Kemba will make the team because apparently Kemba's the best player there. I mean, cool. <laughs> Kemba Walker <laughs> is apparently the best player who still wants to be on Team USA. Mm-hmm. Unless you want to argue that with me, yeah, I'm looking at it. Is the only, again, it's the only guy who made the All NBA team, so I mean, I can say you can say he's the best player there. Mm-hmm. Is Kemba Walker, yep, ch- champion of America. Yeah, but definitely, but. I mean, I do see value in if those if those, if all those guys make the team, and especially if Tatum and Brown make the team with him, mm-hmm. at least maybe those guys get a chance to start learning how to play together. I mean, I, I don't want to include Smart. Not saying Smart won't make the team, but just saying that you know, I, Smart will, Smart's role will function the same no matter who's there. Of course. But you know, I mean, obviously, Brown and Tatum had a hard time coexisting with Kyrie last year. Mm-hmm. Really hard time. And mm-hmm. Kemba is. 
similar enough as a player mm-hmm. in terms of being a ball dominant point guard. So, you know, any amount of time those guys can kind of get to mesh together, mm-hmm. I think is really like is really good it's for plus. them. Yeah, it's a it's plus. A plus. Yeah. It is a plus. And they could do that on their own too. Mm-hmm. I mean, but you know, I mean, they will be playing against not you know top level competition, but they'll at least be in an organized environment. Now, not to say that the rotations will work out mm-hmm. in such a way where they're all playing together, right? Yeah, I, but it, I mean, it's Pop running it. I mean, maybe. It's something similar to what Stevens runs. I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm trying too hard to find positives in that. But mm-hmm. I do think there's a plus in at least those guys getting, you know, at least some. And I'm sure then Celtics Twitter will find, like, one good play that they make together on a grainy taping from a gym somewhere. <laughs> and it'll <laughs> explode everywhere, and I'll right. see it. And I'll yep. be like, oh, it doesn't matter. Yep. I'll be, oh, I'm down on it. But, mm-hmm. I mean, there's some value. Now, the other thing that I would like to say is valuable about it is because I, mean, I mean obviously you know people always talk we talked about it last week i mean it's not like we uncovered anything like you right. know the, you know these team usa outings are kind of you know when these players mm-hmm. you know make the plans and get each other's to right. kind of come and play yeah with them and mm-hmm. all that blah 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 this is your chance now to basically talk up who you need but to- you see <laughs> i i would like to say that but the thing is, nobody's there to talk to. No. So it doesn't exactly. So, so that part of it really doesn't work. Nope. This specific year, unless they want to be like, hey. Yeah. Miles Turner. Mm. PJ Tucker. Mm-hmm. You guys want to come down to 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 Boston? Mm-hmm. Like that. You know, that's not gonna happen. No. So so that part's not really. And then on the on the flip side of that, at least I know nobody's in Jalen's Jalen Brown's ear. Like, hey, yeah, you should leave at the end of the year. You should exactly. come sign with us. You know, because obviously, like the All Star Game and you know Kyrie being around Kevin Durant and all them is mm-hmm. part of what you know tanked that tanked last season. <laughs> yes. But at least I know that that Kemba's on a long term deal and can't. Oh yeah, he's locked in. Go anywhere for right. a little bit, so I don't mind him talking to other people. Yeah. So maybe that's the positive, but yeah, otherwise, my God, what has happened? Mm. What, oh, man. what has become of Team USA, you love? Yeah. Oh man. Remember when it was you guys used to clamp to basically play for the uh for Team USA. Yeah, now, no, now they're gonna be begging guys outside. Begging guys, I'm like, okay. Uh like D'Angelo Russell might join the team. I mean I mean, Jay Morant, it, it, isn't this a a prime Is time? He from Canada? Is he, is he Canadian? Um, I think he's probably Canadian. I'm not sure. Right, but uh, this, this, this is, this is a chance for them to basically. Um, no, he's from South Carolina. South Carolina. All right, there you go. How is he not on this team? Come well, on, I man. Know. I mean, like I said, if you're a team and you just had a lottery pick, maybe you're saying, like, hey, we don't really want you there. We'd rather <laughs> okay. you be here. All right. Why you, why, we want you to stay here and play with our guys. Okay. All right. Or be in our facility or, God forbid, like, get hurt. All right. To play. In, and like I said, like, I get why the prestige. Of, and I kind of get it. Like, the prestige it of the was, Olympics. Yeah. That might be more of a draw for wow. these guys. Right. Exactly. But finally, like, I mean, yeah, like, it's, it, like, it is. Like, it's the FIBA World Cup. I can tell mm. you right now, I've never watched... A single I've minute. I've never heard of that before. A FIBA World Cup. I, mean, I know. FIBA I know World it's a Cup. thing. I've like, never aware, heard of that like, before. I'm aware like of it crazy. being a thing. Yeah. But yeah, like it's not the Olympics. It's not the Olympics, exactly. So yeah, they don't want to go. Wow. And I'm almost, I'm, I, I am kind of waiting for like the like, <laughs> like I kind of really hope that somebody has some kind of explosion about how like all these players hate America or whatever. I'm really hoping that that comes because that'll be funny. Oh. That. That would be the best thing that yeah, can come out of this. Would be 
that like we can get like some kind of tweet storm from like Trump or something about this. <laughs> no, wait, th- that will be the best oh, thing. Oh God, no! <laughs> that's the best thing that can come from this. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, eh, I mean, they'll still probably win. Yeah, of course they win. I but mean, they'll still probably win. Uh, and they got Demar. No, they don't have Demar. They got who? Who is who? who who's coached by Pop, by the way? Mm-hmm. He's like, ah, oh, no, coach. I, I don't want to. But it, it just feels like it's second-tier players. It is, no, it is second-tier players. Wow. At best. Right. Damn. No, like, there's not even anybody there who's, like, the best. Pl- oh, my God, there's nobody there who's the best player on their team. Exactly. Except for Kemba. Mm-hmm. I guess Donovan Mitchell. Oh, yeah, D. Mitch, yeah. I guess he's the best player on yeah, that team. Yeah, he's the best player. I guess he's team. the best player on that team. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, otherwise, nobody there is even the best. I, I, I guess. I'm not going to count Kevin Love. Oh, come on. I because he's not a be- I, mean, I guess Kyle Lowry now is the best player on his team, mm-hmm. but I I don't I don't want to count that either. Mm. Yeah, I don't I don't want to give them. The- I guess good for you, gal. Okay, never mind. No, never mind. <laughs> team USA, you're good. Nobody uh, here is the best player on a good team. Yeah, except maybe Kemba. Exactly. Even though, like I talked about last week, the Celtics are probably like a second, third tier team at best. Mm. So, yeah, that's what's going on with wow, with the good old US of A. Mm-hmm. Not not ideal. Anyhow, Elo, any final things from you? Final thoughts? Um, my Bengals. Basically, Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd signed a four-year. $43 million deal. Deal, exactly. So they re-up with him. He should be in the fold. Everything's good. Oh, oh you're happy about that? I'm happy about it. Has he even topped 500 yards in a year? Yeah, yeah. Really? Last year, he was balling. Come on now. Balling or inhaling targets on a failing team. <laughs> no, he oh, had a thousand yards. Yeah, there you go. All right, I come mean, on, man. I mean, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> come on. I mean, you've never had more than you know. Okay, okay, what? Okay. Come on, dude, those balling. Come on, now. They didn't mean to do that. Yeah, they. they well, you know, Bengals are cheap. So why are they giving him eleven million a year? Hey, they're cheap. They're cheap. That's they're not cheap. cheap. I know it's that not is, cheap. That but is still. above market. It is above market, but still. <laughs> that is above market. But still. that is not good business. Yeah, man. So, all right. Well, I'm glad we got all my takes on the Tyler Boyd contract. I know everybody was chomping at the bit for that. Yeah. But anyway, so. Yeah, that's. I mean, like Edelman hurt his thumb. Like, oh. I was, like I was gonna make that like the Patriots news of the day, but then luckily we got this far more interesting Tom Brady story. Tom to Brady talk about. story, exactly. So that's fun. Anyhow, yep. though, that's all I got. We'll be back next week. Went went Tuesday. Yes. Four to six p.m. here on the Stadium Experience with Jake Elmsley on ninety point seven WXIN, and I will see you all next time.